Welcome to This Week from the Principal's Desk, a podcast about Lutheran schools and their leadership. This podcast is hosted by two Lutheran school leaders. My name is Rob Lunak, and I'm the superintendent of Lutheran Neighborhood Schools in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. My name is Mike Scheman. I'm principal at Bethany Lutheran School in Parma, Ohio. Um, Rob and I are pretty excited about today's topic because it's something that is uh, not only relevant, but it's something Lutheran schools should be having conversations about right now. And we're going to dive right into it. We're going to be talking about artificial intelligence, AI. And I don't know um, if me saying that just got the hairs on the back of your neck to stand up or or not. Um, but it's been interesting because Rob and I host another podcast called What Works For Me, and some of the guests that we've been having on that podcast have been talking about the use of AI in their schools, and I would really encourage you to go over and have a listen for some of the practicality. But on the other hand, there is a whole theoretical perspective, and philosophical maybe is the better word, perspective on AI. And Rob and I are hoping to have a conversation around that um, on this podcast and maybe just get you thinking a little bit about your own feelings about AI, maybe where Rob and I um, sit on that topic. And and hopefully it's something that just gets you, your, your uh, mind going because this is not something that's going anywhere. In fact, if you think it's just maybe something new that's coming up now, it's been around for a little while, um, maybe maybe a couple of years, but it, it keeps on growing and AI is going to continue to grow into the future. So uh, I'm kind of excited for our conversation today. But just to kick us off, Rob, do you want to give us parameters on how are we going to define AI? What What's the parameters of what we want to talk about today? What is AI? Yeah, so I think today the box we're going to stick in is generative AI. So there have been programs that have been able to do things independently for a while, right? Cruise control on your car. If you have uh, like a microwave, you put in a number and it does a certain thing, right? We've had those kind of input-output based programs and things before. And there's probably somebody listening that's like, a microwave's not quite AI. That's fine. I, okay, I'm just explaining for people, right? The generative AI bit that we have that's new, especially with ChatGPT, which has kind of been spearheading this, that's the thing people probably know most, is you can have a conversation now with something and you can give it parameters and it will give you responses that are new, that it is synthesized from existing information and you can interact with that response and it will change that response based on things you give it. So if you say, hey, tell me what I should wear tomorrow if I live in this place and the weather's going to be like this and it will give you options. And then you can say, you know what, I actually don't have a jacket though. Can you give me other options? And it will give you different options. It can respond and work with you. And that's really what we have now. We have an AI that can create things from exist existing information and respond to human input to give new responses. That's the game changer now. We've had some of this before, but this bit where you can create brand new things this is really where it gets kind of exciting. Yeah, exactly. I think the excitement comes in that um, the, it opens up a whole world of options. I think, uh, as you said, Rob, it responds to various inputs. And so it's relying on the input that has been created um, all, all across the, the World Wide Web, right? As we look at everybody uploading data and giving information. And so the sources that inform AI come from all over the place. And I think that's really important for us to note is that um, the sources that are out there are really what is what is uh, generating a lot of the the output that AI gives. Um, but it's also intuitive in the sense is that as you interact with certain AI platforms, it's going to learn more about who you are. And it's going to be uh, a little more specific to 
the the outputs that you are looking for. Now, there's I'm sure a lot of thoughts around is that a good thing? Should we be allowing it to know who we are? What kind of information does it have about us? Are we comfortable with that? And and I think those are all personal decisions that people need to make for themselves. I was recently at a conference and there was a presenter from uh, from Synod that talked about AI and his comment was there's really three stages that people can be at with AI. There's a curious stage, there's a concerned stage and an excited stage. And he opened up a, a survey that was uh, interactive. And when you looked at where people were who were in the room, I would say there was a little bit of a, a more bent toward the concerned stage as far as what is this, where's this going to lead? How is this going to impact schools? How is this going to impact thinking? What about critical thinking for students? Um, I think for me, I was a little bit on the curious stage. I don't have all those answers, uh, yet here I am not only watching from the sidelines, but trying it a little bit myself just to figure out, do I like it? Is this a good thing? I don't know. Um, the excited phase was probably the least populated bar in our graph that we generated because people aren't excited because they just don't know a lot about it. When we were asked how many of the schools in the room are actually using AI right now in the classroom, the answer was a big, bold zero. None of them were. And so I think through this podcast today, as we talk a little bit about this, maybe you want to start thinking about how could you take some form of AI and pilot it in your school? Do you have an early adopter that would be like, I'm interested in trying something. There's a few resources maybe we'll give you at the end here, but if you can take an early adopter and encourage them to give something a shot, see how it goes. Let the other staff watch and see see how they feel. Um, overall, Rob, if you had to put it maybe in a concise box, what role do you think AI should play in schools? I think AI has the the greatest opportunity we've had in a generation to simplify teaching and personalized learning in a way that we haven't been able to before. In, it, in its most implemented form, you can train your own large language model, which is what we're talking about today, on your own documents and ask it to create documents based off your existing documents. You can ask it questions about the documents you've given it. You can give it a textbook and then ask it to teach concepts to you. You as a student can say, hey, I'm really struggling with the concept of fractions, can you explain it to me? And it will explain it, and then you can ask it based on that response. I don't. I still don't understand this part. Can you give me another one? Can you explain this in a different way? And we as teachers are already doing that, but we recognize that we can't do that. If every kid in your class has 50 questions, you can't answer all 50 for any of them, let alone one kid. Whereas AI really gives us the opportunity to do that. Now, that is kind of new and scary and like, well, what if it'll give them information we don't like? We're working through this. The thing to remember is this version now is the worst it will ever be. It will only be better later and it will only be more personalized later. And as a teacher, if you are a teacher who loves the art of creating a lesson plan and you really enjoy that, then this probably isn't going to be for you. But if you're the teacher that goes, I really just want to get to the doing part and you can input a bunch of things into JetTBT or your large language model and say, please write a lesson plan on elephants for third graders and include these standards. And it will spit something out that is very, very good and very, very workable. Take it, tweak it, read it over. Don't just use it wholesale. I wouldn't say that. You want to still use it as a tool and not a replacement for what you're doing. 
but it can save hours and hours and hours of time with some of these things and personalized learning in a way that we know is important and know we want to do, but don't necessarily have the bandwidth or the manpower to be able to use. And that's just the the teaching thing. Don't even get me started on all the benefits. If you're a marketing person, hey, please come up with three taglines for our school. Please come up with a paragraph explaining why academics here are really important. Please come up with a paragraph explaining how Christ is the center of our work. And it will look at the things you've already given it and spit out responses that match your language and your tone and your documents. Some of that work we go, well, isn't that cheating? It's making it for us. Well, we have a lot of tools that I think used to be considered cheating, like spell check. Do you, is it cheating if you use spell check? You didn't know how to spell it correctly. The computer had to fix it for you. Is that cheating? What if you go out and ask a, another school, hey, can I see your document? Oh, that's really great. Can I just put my name on it? Is that cheating? We do that too, right? So I, I think we need to look at it with, with some skepticism for sure. But I think we can recognize the benefits to it, of which I think there are there are a bunch. Mike, what do you think? No, I, I agree with you. And and I think uh, just to show my cards, my skepticism meter is still pretty high. Um, I'm I'm kind of early in, in this whole thing. One of my concerns, I think, has to do with, you know, with teachers using it to to do all of their lesson planning. One of the things that I think really makes our identity of the school, of course, is our staff. And the staff come with all different kinds of creative ideas, all different backgrounds. And I don't want to have it turn into where the teachers just go to uh, ChatGPT or uh, another tool and come up with lesson plans. Now, with that being said, I do think that if a teacher is really, you know, struggling, or it could maybe even be a reflective tool to say, I've done this activity for the last four years, it's really cool, but maybe let's look at some other things. I think it could be a, a really positive uh, tool to get some resources from, to get some ideas from. Um, but then, of course, like you said, Rob, I think the teachers really need to vet that. They need to make sure that it really is, A, reaching the standard that you want it to reach, but then B, that it's meeting your kids' needs. The one thing AI will never, ever know are your kids. And as Lutheran schools, one of the things that makes us unique, of course, is the relationship that we have with the kids. The teacher will always be the gatekeeper of that relationship because your kids change every year. Their circumstances could change every day for all we know. And so I think that teachers need to use AI, but personalizing it, it goes beyond standards. It goes to their kids. And so um, keep that relationship, I think, at the forefront when when you're looking at all these kinds of things. Um, I also think that um, no school, and this is this is not just with AI. This is with anything. Doesn't want to, the school doesn't want to do a full on rollout and say everybody needs to be doing this right now because you are going to have early adopters on your staff, and you're going to have the the scenario of teaching old dogs new tricks, right? Where Oh, I've never used it. And my um, handwritten nice lesson plans that I used 30 years ago, I just update those every year and I'm fine. Um, I think that uh, it's important to talk to your staff about this. And we actually did that uh, last week. In fact, we had a staff meeting here at Bethany and that was the whole topic of the meeting was to say, what do you think about AI? I mean, we did some some groundwork first. So this is what AI is here. Have a look. What do you think? And the responses from my staff, I think we're all over the map. Um, you've got people that are like, I'm already in, I'm using it. And this is what it's doing for me. And other people that are like, it is 
corrupt and I'll never touch it. And I'm like, that's okay. That's okay. Um, I go back to, Rob, you remember when, uh, when smart boards really became the thing? And now, I mean, they're the expectation. I go back to when I put a smart board in the school. I gave it to my fifth grade teacher and she was a joy and a blessing and thrilled about the smart board. Um, other people that were like, I'm never wanting a smart board ever, ever. And so we started holding staff meetings in her room and she was the one that was actually projecting on the board. And they're like, hey, that's kind of cool. How do I do that? And of course, it brought people along. And within a year, every single class had a smart board. I think it's the same thing for AI. If you can prove the value, if you can have some of big voices on your staff that are using it and using it effectively, talk about their experiences, that would really, really be a positive thing. So uh, that's just my kind of uh, practical experience in working with a staff so far. I would say on a scale of one to 10 with where we're at, we're a solid one and a half. Um, but we were a one before our staff meeting. So we're growing, <laughs> we're getting there. <laughs> I think it's one of those things people are, are worried, well, what's the role of teacher then? And I think those those human aspects that a machine can never fully do, being there for a kid, working through a, a social problem or an emotional concern, sharing Jesus with kids, being fun and being a light to your classroom, that's something an AI can never really do. And so if you can use this to free up time for you to do more of those things, or even just as a teacher to lighten your workload a little bit so you're not doing three hours of work when you get home, I think there's there's some benefit to that. I think that it's we're going to have a growing pain with it, right? We're going to have to figure out exactly what it looks like. And I will not be surprised if in a year or two, the big textbook publisher says, hey, here's our new offering. It is all AI driven. It gives the kids lessons based on something the teacher will input and then guides them through on an individual basis where the kid can ask individual questions on this topic. So every kid is going to be kind of at a different spot based on their ability level and their speed through something. And then what does the teacher do in that case? There are some things where if I can ask an AI a question, it can explain it as much as it wants, but there's no human connection there to really see my frustration level with something or to walk me through something. If I can't quite verbalize, if I can't ask it the right thing, teachers are there for that. Right, so I'm not I'm not going to be amazed if that is coming. I would I would be shocked if a publisher isn't already working on that right now. Think about it. They could personalize a curriculum for your school. You could tell them we do these things at our school, and they would build one into a model that is specific to you. No longer as Lutheran schools would we be tied to whatever Florida, California, and Texas are doing, <laughs> which <laughs> which we are right now because that's they control everything because they print the most textbooks. So there's a lot of a lot of opportunity there. Now, from the student perspective, if a kid uses AI to do something, is it cheating? And is that a big concern? And I think with certain things, yes. If I'm asking you to show me what you know how to do, yeah, it's cheating. I want you to write this paper. I don't want ChatGPT to write this paper. But at the same time, since the advent of the internet, a kid could copy paste a paper from just about anywhere. They were doing that already. That isn't new. What's new is it's easier. That's it. They could do it before. It was harder then. Not that much harder. Copying and pasting is not super difficult. Wikipedia has been a thing for a while, but they can ask it specific things. And as for how we're going to solve that, handwritten things, writing samples, seeing how your kids are working, because there are companies that are selling tools to check if something is AI generated, and those can be fooled by AI. And here's how I know. I asked AI to write something. I put it in an AI checker. It said 99% AI generated. 
I took that same thing, went back to the AI, and I said, write this to fool an AI generator. I copied that. I spit it into the AI checker. 1% AI generated. Perfect. Great. We did it. <laughs> so it's <laughs> it's not a perfect tool. Don't think you can rely on that. The, the models are always changing and always improving, and it responds to input. So how are we going to deal with cheating? I think the same way we always have. That's not going to change. What's changed is the way the kids can do it. We got to handle it the same way. Mike, what do you think about that? Yep. Uh, Rob, I think you are um, fantastic with technology, probably ahead of most people. Um, and I'm I'm very thankful to say likely ahead of a lot of our, our students, because I don't know that a student would think to do that, to think to write it as AI would, this would not pass an AI check or whatever. That's, that's awesome. For our teachers out there, I, I will tell you this tool. Um, the, the way you can check a kid's work there, there's a tool out there called gpt zero and you can actually copy paste student work into there and it'll tell you the probability of having it checked by ai but uh if your kids are doing that um i agree with you rob if the kids are doing using ai to beat the checkers yeah you are into some sort of an academic uh concern area um but i, th I think what this affirms for me is one of the most important skills that we can be teaching kids is the skill of critical thinking, because that's how we're going to beat this is as teachers, we need to uh, be creating assignments, assessments, uh, opportunities for the kids to grow so that they're able to look at this and go beyond just what it actually says. Um, do you, you, you could even use AI to say, write me a paper on a, a particular topic and then have the kid say to the kids, all right, so you've, AI spit this paper out for you. Cool. Tell me what points you agree with and what you don't agree with and why. Um, how how does what this paper is saying uh, parallel our faith or speak against it? Uh, those those deeper thinking skills, I think, are, are going to be enhanced, actually, through the use of AI. And so for teachers, that's how I've been encouraging them here to come up with ways to, to really teach students critical thinking. Um, is, is it cheating? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I, I think every school is going to need to determine that for themselves. So one of the other topics of conversation going around things like LeadNet or uh, other principal avenues has to do with what's your policy in your school regarding AI. And I would really recommend that you do have something. And uh, the I ironic thing actually that happened at a meeting we were at the other day is we had AI write the policy on the use of AI in the classrooms. Um, and it actually spit out some pretty good stuff. But I do think you want to have that policy because you know there's going to be that parent that's like, my kid wrote this. And you're going, no, I know that they didn't. And they're going to challenge you on it. So just simply know, how is your school going to handle it? I mean, it can come into your plagiarism policy, your cheating policy, your academic dishonesty policy, whatever it is. But I think... It, I would say be proactive, but I would argue we're almost already reactive with where it is. But go ahead and react and and really uh, open that up. I am um, one of the things I there's a million AI tools, but uh, as just kind of a bonus for getting to this point of the podcast, one of the tools that I would encourage you to have a look at and again determine how it might be useful for your school. There's one that a teacher here showed me called Magic School. It's magicschool.ai. Um, it does a lot of things from your lesson plans, unit plans. It has joke of the day. It has review generators, test generators. The one thing that I didn't, that just really made me nervous is it also said it generated report card comments. Uh, that one really, I, I didn't care for the, 
that. I do not want my teachers using AI to rate report card comments. Um, you can get some fun language and some ways to color it, but ugh, I don't. They have to be personalized, and you know, maybe I'm getting on a soapbox here, but that's okay. It's okay to be on a soapbox, right, Rob? <laughs> I, I once bought a book. Uh, it's like 400 comments for report cards <laughs> because I'm like, somebody's got to be better at this than me. And I'm like, oh, that's a nice one. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. But again, that just comes back to the whole thing about being relational. Never forget that your kids are unique, special creations by the master himself. And and I think we need to, to treat them as such. AI is a tool, but even in its name, it is artificial intelligence. It is not anything that is unique or special or, or, uh, you know, really something that I think needs to be di totally dived into yet with both feet. Right. Um, I don't know. So my, my meter, I'm still nervous. I'm still skeptical. I'm learning. And I think that's something that we can all do. We are lifelong learners. So, so dive in so that when the conversations happen, you have an informed view of it yourself, you have experience with it, and then you can guide other people through the conversation. Rob, your thoughts on that? Yeah, with any of these new technology pieces, I would rather use them early so we can fail early and fail cheaply. Okay, it didn't work, and we found out right away. Uh, this didn't work, so we found out right away. Because what we've seen with a lot of these technological advances is there comes a point where all of a sudden you will be using it. Whether you wanted to or not, it is now the expectation. Smart boards, Chromebooks, writing on the internet. This is the next thing. And there will be schools that will very intentionally say, we are not going to do this at all. And there are still schools today. We don't have any technology. Great. But that's not the majority. And so there will be a time when for most of our schools, this will be something that you can't avoid. And I would rather you have experience with it now. I would rather you have worked through some of those problems on a smaller scale when you have time. So you know what's coming back later. So that's, that's my advice with anything new explore it and figure out where the weaknesses are, figure out where the strengths are, figure out what works for you guys and what doesn't work for you guys before you have to do it. Yeah, uh, no, I absolutely agree with that. So there's probably even things that we've said during this podcast that have people like cheering on the sidelines and people going, oh, I don't like that. I think this is an ongoing conversation. So like I said earlier in our other podcast, we've got uh, some people that are talking about practical uses of AI in schools. Um, but if you have anything that is super practical that you're using, we would love to hear about it. So feel free to, to shoot us an email or to reach out uh, because I think there's, we can learn this together. I think uh, there's power in our Lutheran school network and in the minds that God has given to each one of us. And we can learn from one another. Uh, like I said, I'm still figuring a lot of this stuff out as we go. I'm, I'm guessing that you are too, um, but feel free to reach out. And if the, if you are one of those people that is like, hey, I'm an AI master and I'm doing really good things, or even if you're not a master, but you've got some cool ideas, we would love to hear from you, uh, to have you as a guest on a podcast as well. So um, don't, get rid of that Lutheran humility that's going through your head right now. <laughs> if you're doing something that works for you with AI, we would love to hear about it. Yeah, we are by no means the experts on any of these topics. We are just two guys who happen to start a podcast. And so if you if you're the expert or you know, you at least are you're listening to this and you're going, well, that's wrong. Well, they don't know that. Please talk to us. I want my understanding corrected because I want to have good information. And sometimes we learn by learning how poorly we were learning. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. So reach out, let us know. And we'd love to highlight some of that too. Mm -hmm.
exactly. Well, I think with that, why don't we uh, close off with a word of prayer um, and uh, lift lift all this up. It's a heavy topic, but let's go to the Lord and do it that way. Heavenly Father, we come before you. And we thank you for all of the gifts that you give to us. Um, God, today we thank you for the, the gift of technology. We know that it is a gift. It is also something that can be used for for good and and used not for good. Um, but I think there's still some concerns as we iron out what exactly is the um, the the good of AI and how can we use that. Um, ultimately, God is a tool to bring you glory and to proclaim your word to the people uh, in our midst. Lord, we know that uh, AI is artificial technology artificial intelligence, but you're the real thing. And we thank you for um, the intelligence that you give us through through your word, knowing that we are forgiven, that we are loved. And, and I pray that as Lutheran schools continue to carry out this ministry, that students would know that, that they would know the, how, how wide and high and love and and long and deep is the love that you have for us in Jesus. Um, bless all, all who teach and all who learn, especially as we learn about this new tool, uh, giving us the ways that we can use it uh, to bring you glory. We lift this all up to you in Jesus' name. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of From the Principal's Desk. If you found it helpful, please share it with someone else that can help. If you found it entertaining, please leave a rating or a review. And if you want to hear more episodes like this, subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Have a good week.